0: Hello, this is Tina Black, sitting in today for my husband, Timmy, who just so happens to be on jury duty. So please join me for a unique woman's perspective on the lives of contemporary artists. For those of you who are as unfamiliar with my work, let it be said that my career has easily eclipsed that of my husband's and that many of his more outrageous pronouncements are nothing but ideas cribbed from my own published works. Timmy has the enviable talent for effectively diluting complex and subtle argument into entertaining little vignettes and it's for that reason and that reason alone that he is more famous than I am. But let's just chalk that up to the ubiquity of social media the glorification of attention deficits and the general public's preference for the dulcet male baritone over the bright upper register of the fierce female voice. Anyway, I recently gave a lecture at the Institut für Hohen Allgemeinplatz in Hamburg on what I call the discursive nature of identity. I was the featured speaker an academic conference on post-feminist structural critique and midway through my talk, I was overcome with the dispiriting realization that half my audience were staring into their phones. I began to perspire and slowly my discomfort became apparent to the assembled conferees. I was mouthing the text of my presentation, but my brain was tracking a series of thoughts completely unrelated to the experience of speaking to an audience. It was as if I was doubled. It was as if within me resided another. I felt possessed, or maybe halved, or shadowed, maybe more precise. It was so strange and mysterious to gradually shed like a snake, a dry extra skin. In this case, the skin I was shedding was my dependable professorial skin, the skin that was my livelihood, the skin that was the source of my prestige. There I was, in Germany, speaking to a group of over 200 colleagues, while a frightening host of overlapping internal contradictions started bubbling into my consciousness, until the seams of my self-deception tore into my soul startled me into silence I don't remember how I left the podium or how I got back to my hotel room all I know is that from that day on I decided to take up Pilates now before you start drawing unreasonable conclusions let me tell you that here in Los Angeles you always meet incredibly interesting people at Pilates class It's the agora of the contemporary Megalopolis. Aside from the battalions of aspiring actors, there are TV executives, movie producers, screenwriters, retired screenwriters, unemployed screenwriters, and really all sorts of people. Anyway, since Timmy's on duty and he pretty much told me I can do whatever I wanted, I decided to include the entertainment industry under the general category of art. In this week's podcast, I'd like to feature this amazing woman that I met a few months ago in class. I noticed her for two reasons. One was that she was doing all this badass stamina work on one of those reformer machines. The other reason was that she was in such amazing shape and she was at least 10 years older than I am. She instantly became my hero or my heroine. I'm not sure exactly what you're supposed to say. Anyway, you see, ever since I turned 40, I've been torn apart by the daily evidence of my disappearing youth. The thrills of becoming have been leeching away only to be replaced by the dirges of physical decay and imminent mortality. Every eyebrow I plucked brought me closer to a face that was slowly becoming my mother's. Every twitch and every ache was echoed by a small lapse in memory, a misplaced key, or a careless collapse of the cognitive associations that were, in better days, second nature. The comforts of my successful career were of small consolation. Playing the eminence on countless panels of experts only highlighted the fact that I was getting old, the longer my resume became, the more I realized how many miles I would accumulated on my odometer. High school students started offering me the receipts on the metro, and when I went shopping, I'd be addressed as ma'am or even madame. Then here in this Pilates class, I had the incredible good fortune to meet someone completely impervious to these classic female insecurities. Her name if you haven't guessed it by now, is Alice Altern, and for 35 years plus, she's been one of the most sought-after cinematographers in Hollywood. Her first film was a cult favorite, Say It in Latin, and since then she's been the DP on Avarice and Evidence, The Dooming of Birds, Riga in June, My Music Box, and countless other classics. She told me this great story of how a few years ago she bought herself a dandel, one of those colorful peasant dresses from Germany, like the one you see on the St. Pauli girl bottle. Anyway, she had no idea where she might wear it, but from time to time she would try it on in front of the mirror and then find herself weeping. Where have the years gone, she would ask herself, And what started as an expression of vanity suddenly and unexpectedly opened itself up as an opportunity. Alice took a hiatus from the movie business and on a whim applied for a job as a hostess in one of those thematic, tacky, food court restaurants specializing in beer, sausages dripping in grease, pretzels, and sports telecasts. The place was called Starvorst, and the average age of the waitresses looked to be about 12. She figured that if she could get herself hired, it would mean that she still had it. Had the charm, had the looks, had the ineffable energy that made people gravitate towards her. By going through the process of trying to get the job, she could demonstrate to herself that her anxieties were only symptoms of a repressive vanity imposed upon her by a culture that commodifies youth. Then, much to her amazement, she got the job and was further shocked when she found, after only a few weeks, that she actually enjoyed it. Alice Eltern, cinematographer, can still be found rocking her powder blue dirndl on the weekend brunch shift chatting up customers and radiating a kind of contentment that I can only describe as beatific. Well, that's it for my stint as resident storyteller. And unless Timmy is still deliberating on the fate of that psychotic carjacker, oops, I don't think I'm supposed to say that. Anyway, join us next week for another episode of the lives of contemporary artists.